Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this hump day, Wednesday. We hope everybody is doing well today. It's incredible. It is July, July the 13th. I remember doing the show on my birthday just a couple weeks ago. Feels like literally yesterday. It's already now almost a month has passed. Time flies when you're having fun. We are July 13th, and we've got a fun Wednesday show coming your way here on Play by Play. When we go to the phone lines in the next segment, we'll have Ellender Memorial Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Cornell Scott on the line. He'll be talking about the wonderful things that the Ellender Memorial Patriots are going to be trying to accomplish in the upcoming season. They've always got talent. They've always got players. They've always got ambition of winning the state championship. We'll talk with Coach Cornell about that. Then at noon, we've got Brody Williams, South Lafourche High School basketball first-year coach. We'll be chatting with Brody about some things he's looking to do over in his program over in Galliano. Um, Brody's also a offensive line or an offensive line coach for the Tarpon football team. So we will be chatting with him about that and letting him know, or he'll be letting us know rather about some things that the Tarpon football team are working on. Uh, we've also got Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner here on Coastal Broadcasting. He'll be joining us at 1215. The Turtle and I will be chatting about Oh, some NBA, some high school, whatever. Everything in between, Turtle and I will be chatting for about 15, 20 minutes. Then, it's Wednesday, so we've got our mailbag. I've got a bunch of questions loaded up from you all. And we'll be talking about all of those questions and getting all those answers and everything in the um, second half of the show. And then at the bottom of the show, as always, we'll get our betting picks. So, i got to tell you guys today, look, we're going to do the best that we can. My Atlanta Braves are playing the New York Mets right now. I, if you guys could see the studio, I got my laptop out, you know, sitting on the desk as we always do. That's, that's not new. That's, that's normal. You know, we kind of research and Google stats and everything. Then to the left of the laptop is my iPad, which has MLB.TV on. So the game is on. I'm watching Ronald Acuna just got a base. hit. It's the bottom of the first inning. The Mets are leading Atlanta by a game and a half in the division. This is a big game. Like I'm probably not going to be at my absolute best today because <laughs> we're just trying to try to make it work around the Braves game I'm kidding of course we're going to do the best that we can throughout the course of the show but if you hear me randomly during a phone interview like Rora yeah it may be because Atlanta did something nice hit a double got a home run something like that so just warning you in advance let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today the Blue Boot Rodeo Southland Dodge and Homa industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So, I actually got asked by a couple people uh, after yesterday's show, which is now in the archives, doing, um, trying my best, y'all, to keep up with updating the archives every day becomes a bit burdensome because it takes a while and I don't usually have time to just sit around the computer and watch it upload for, you know, however long it takes. But I am doing my best. Um, got asked by a couple of folks after yesterday's episode, they really liked the story about uh, Patterson and Kenny Hilliard and <clears throat> wanted to know some of the other interesting places that we've been and some of the other interesting games that we've seen over the course of our career calling games or covering games or whatever it may be. So, yeah, let's have story time. I'll tell you a few more. Um, certainly, I'll tell you a few more uh, because there have been a whole lot of wonderful things that we've been blessed to see. Um, 
I tell this all the time. Maybe the best boys basketball game that I've seen was Ellender, <clears throat> excuse me, and Washington Marion in the 4A state championship game in 2017. Ellender was the number seven seed. They went all the way through the bracket and like just were putting it on people. Like they were, were rolling in the quarterfinals. They won by 23 points against Bozier. Then they beat Westgate in the semis. Then they go on to the championship game and play Washington Marion. Um, Washington Marion is in Lake Charles, and they're playing Ellender, who brought half of Homa to Lake Charles. The place was packed. It's back and forth. Devontavian Martin is playing for Ellender, so, you know, Ellender's got a lot of athleticism. Marquis Mosley was a key guy. I remember Mosley making a three-pointer with like a minute left to put Ellender on top. Then like five seconds later, Washington Marion gets the inbounds pass, throws it to half court, and then throws the ball to the wing, and they make a three-pointer to go back on top. Like momentum swing after momentum swing after momentum swing. The teams went back and forth. That was a thrilling, thrilling basketball game. That was a lot of fun to be at. That was a lot of fun to cover. And that's one that I'll remember for a long, long time just because of um, the intensity. The intensity in the stands, the intensity on the floor. It was a high-stakes championship-level game. That's one that we're not going to forget for an awfully, awfully long time. There was also a Central Lafouche playoff game, and I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, here it is. Um, In the year before, 2016, Central Lafouche gets into the playoffs in the opening round. They beat Southwood. They were the 21 seed. They weren't, you know, like this big number one seed, but they had a really, really good team. They get into the playoffs on the road. They beat Southwood in the opening round. Then they go home and they beat Rustin, who was the number five seed. So they get to the quarterfinals, one win away from the top 28. They're playing East Ascension. And I remember we called that game on 100.3. We actually called the Rustin game also on 100.3 and and also KLEB. So we go out to East Ascension. And Central Fuchs is like in control of the game. They're winning and and like it's looking really promising that they're going to be going to the top 28. Then this kid for East Ascension, and I forget his name, and I'll try to Google it, and I'll try to find it. They had this one guard. He was about 5'9", 5'10", very prolific, just started going crazy in the the last five minutes of the game. Central Lafouche led by like six or seven points in the fourth quarter, and then this one guy for East Ascension just starts going nuts, and they end up winning 71-64. to They go to the top 28. So that game also was very memorable because – of the momentum swing and the gym that we were in. And it was just a crazy, wild atmosphere and a great high school basketball game. I know that folks up the body would have certainly been hoping that Central Lafouche would have won that one, and myself included, but that was a great, great high school basketball game and one that we're going to certainly remember for a long time. Then, of course, I mean, there are others. You know, you got any of the games in the South Lafouche versus Ellender rivalry. I remember there was a game... <sighs> South Lafouche was playing Ellender at home during the regular season. The Lady Tarpons are leading by like 25 points in the first quarter. Like it was, or maybe early second quarter. Like Ellender's sleepwalking, South Lafouche is pressing, just dominating the game. Then Ellender wakes up, comes all the way back, takes the lead. And South Lafouche pulls away and wins late. That one was a topsy-turvy crazy game. You got how many playoff games that we called. I mean, Taylor and I talked about this a couple times ago when we had him on just all the, you know, the Trey of Bruce, Victoriana Nelson, Michaela Bynum games. 
the game where the Lady Tarpons clinched their ticket into the Final Four, where there's the memorable call, and you know I'm on the radio. Oh, the Lady Tarpons are going to do it. They're they're going to do it. The Lady Tarpons are going to Lafayette. You know I'm losing my stuff out there. So that one was always memorable, and so many of the others that we've seen. Now football wise, it's been a little bit different, right? Um, because there hasn't been since I started as the play-by-play voice of South Louisiana football, there hasn't been a whole lot of tremendous tarpon teams like there have been some teams that made the playoffs or whatever it may be but there haven't been a, a whole lot of high stakes playoff games was even those tarpon teams that made postseason would you know they haven't won a playoff game so you know they, they've been losing in the first round and everything of the sort we called a playoff game with central lafouche and slidell which i talked about yesterday it was like freezing and raining and we're wearing ponchos and beanies and getting soaked, and that one was memorable. Um, again, though, it, was, it wasn't the home team that won, so it was a little bit disappointing. Um, I tell you, and this is a game that I just covered, not called, but you know, E.D. White's championship run yesterday was, or la- yesterday last year w- was pretty wild. You know, that was a team that they were just so damn good defensively, man. Like they didn't make mistakes defensively; they tackled better than any other high school team that I've ever seen. And then there's sentiment, uh, sentimental reasons why you root for those guys, right? Because, you know, you like Kyle. You consider Kyle a saying a friend. You know, he gets out of the profession, gets back in, and renews his love and his passion and everything of the sort, and all of that becomes fun. Uh, so, man, there's been so many. Baseball-wise, uh, South Lafouche and Tioga last year, that was crazy. Any of the district games in recent years, I remember the game South Lafouche against South Terrible, and the Gators have, like, the bases loaded with – one out or no outs or whatever, and it's a one-run game, and they're trying to, you know, safety squeeze bunt. They pop it right up to Edward Dufresne on the mound. Edward catches the ball, flips it to first for the double play. The Tarpon team and dugout and players are going absolutely crazy. There have been so many that we've been blessed with, and I'm not even talking about some of the games that I called as a reporter or that I covered as a reporter out in Homa. Um, Lionheart, Leslie versus Gibby Talbot, Vanderbilt versus Ellender. Those were some big rivalry matchups. I went with the Vanderbilt football team to Neville for the state quarterfinals and the 4A playoffs when Elijah McGuire was there. That was a whole lot of fun. And then, oh, yeah, one that's underrated, and I guess I could ramble. I could do the whole two hours on this. Um, But another one that's underrated that we maybe wouldn't think of or wouldn't talk about is Nichols facing UNO in the Southland Conference. Um last season when the Colonels clinched the regular season conference championship. That was a crazy environment. They're cutting down the nets. Everybody's going crazy. Ty Garden scoring a million points in the game, and that was a whole lot of fun too. So there have been a lot. There have been a lot. We've been blessed to see some wonderful things, and we hope to continue to see some wonderful things throughout the next several years as we're going to continue to bring high school sports to you here on Coastal Broadcasting. We're getting close, y'all. We're getting close. but the first uh, scrimmage date is set for August the 15th. The Jamborees are set for August the 25th. And the first contest are the first Friday of September. So everybody's going to be rocking and rolling in no time. And we cannot wait to see how it all shakes itself out. My ball game is still 0-0. Zero to zero. We're in the bottom of the first inning. out Now it's the end of the first inning. The Mets just got out of the first. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots. We'll ask Cornell about how his offseason is going and some of the things he's hoping to get accomplished in the next year. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Friend Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jessler here. We're going to spend the next 10 or 15 minutes or so with Ellender Memorial Boys basketball coach, Coach Cornell Scott, who's on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Good, man. Uh, you guys are just out of your summer season, played a bunch of games, traveled all over, got a bunch of work in. Uh, we haven't spoken to you in a little bit. How did you guys wrap up your summer, man? Uh, I'm pleased. Uh, we wrapped it up uh, in our summer league. We kind of uh, just started continue working out after that but uh we did pretty good man we you know the kids got better the kids worked hard and uh you know i think i'm pleased with where we at right now so now heading into the rest of the off season are there any particular things that you guys are you know pinpointing that you got to work on what were some areas that you maybe weren't fully satisfied with from the summer uh basically just getting stronger getting stronger uh finishing at the rim and uh just paying attention to uh some detail when we're doing defensively, but uh, but the kids been working hard, man. I, I, I tell you much, you know they've been playing seven on seven and basketball, so you know they had a ton of uh, they got a ton of experience this summer. 
I was at Kenny Lacey's three-on-three league a couple days ago, and I was watching your guy Richard Hampton's actually playing on a team, and I was saying, man, this dude is a monster. Like, he was doing what he wanted to do, getting where he wanted to get. He is growing more and more confident. Uh, You know, I know it's hard. You know, you're a new kid into the area, and you're trying to fit in and everything, but he looks much more comfortable. I think he's poised to have a huge year. Man, I think – I think he's going to be real big. You know, he came in, you know, kind of wanting to fit in and kind of wanting to mold, but he is one of those players that uh, I could just let go and just, you know, just watch him and just marvel at the things that he do. Yeah, no doubt about that. I know, Coach, you told me in some previous interviews over the summer that you were really pleased with some of your underclassmen, that you got some young bucks coming in. Tell us about some of those kids, man. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, Jaden Carter is one kid that I'm real high on, you know, an uh, incoming freshman, I think he's going to have a, a breakout year this year. Um, you know, you got kids like uh, Javon Williams; they should do well, and uh, and Javon Van Buren. I think he should have a breakout year also. I was telling some stories in the first segment of the show because a lot of the listeners want to hear, you know, about some old games that we've covered or you know gotten pictures of, whatever it may be. And coach, I tell people all of the time, and I truly mean this: probably the wildest game that I've ever done on radio was you guys taking on Washington Marion in the championship game oh five, six years ago, however long it was. Because yeah. man, like they're you know, they're from Lake Charles, right? So they're gonna bring some people. Then you guys brought half of Homa there. I remember it was standing room only. It's back yeah. and forth. Marquis Mosley makes a three pointer with like a minute left to put you guys on top. They come right back and make a three like it was a heavyweight fight. It was back and forth. Take me back to that time when you're coaching in those final minutes and it's hanging in the balance. What's going through your head, man? That had to be some tense times. Man, that was amazing. Uh, I I could tell you, and I never watched that game. I, I never wanted to watch it. But I can remember almost every play-by-play play after Marquis hit that three. You know, we go up, you know, and then uh, Tay gets a steal, you know, and we'll call it a foul or he fell, whatever. But then they get a three and go up, you know. And uh, at that moment, you know, I probably could have called timeout, but I just wanted to let Tay be Tay, and, uh, you know, after the game, you know, we asked Tay what he was going to do. He said he was going to make a poster. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about that. That's interesting. So, like, you've never, like, gone back on Huddle or whatever and watched that? Like, it just hurts too bad? You can't bring yourself to watch it? That's one of those games I can't watch. Nope. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's that's so interesting. And, man, over the years, you guys have been in some close ones, and you've been in some that you've won. You've been in some that – you got your heart taken out. I know maybe you guys went to North Louisiana one time and got hosed by the officials because of a bad call there. Talk about yeah. that, man. You guys have been in some high-stakes, crazy environments. Guys, you guys have seen everything over the last half decade or so. Yeah, we love it. You know, uh, you know, we love it. You know, that's what we practice and play for. And uh, that game at Bo- uh, that was at uh, Bozer. Yeah, we lost that game on the last second shot. You know, the officials run off. But then, you know, I have uh, Dominique Wilson tell us, he said, man, you're tired of us. He said, we're not, that's not happening again. And so our year leading up to that, we're like, we're going to go back. We're going to whip them, whoever we play. And so uh, we, we, we matter of fact, wind up matching up with uh, Bozier again. And uh, we made them quit in the fourth quarter. I mean, they actually walked off the court because we were beating them so bad. <laughs> I know that's got to be satisfying, bro. Another oh, yeah. one. Another one that I was talking about, and this is one that maybe folks wouldn't remember, but it wasn't like a playoff game or anything. And, Coach, this was a while ago, so I don't even know if you were the head coach yet. But I remember you guys had Gibby, and Vanderbilt had Lionheart and Elijah. And you guys did some – like I remember this famous picture of Lionheart where he's 
trying to turn the corner on Gibby. His mouth's bleeding, and you guys had some wars with Vanderbilt in those days, man. Yes, yes. That was the last time we actually lost to Vanderbilt. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, shoot, Lionheart and uh, and Elijah, those were, they were, were some amazing athletes. And, you know, we always mess with each other every time we see them. I, I, I always tell them. I said, that's my last time losing to Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, man. So yeah. uh, you guys are going toward, you know, into the heart of July here, and, you know, you're going to be sending yeah. them off the football or whatever. So what are you guys doing? Are you just kind of lifting? Are you getting maybe a little bit of light work on the floor? What are you guys doing basketball-wise to stay ready? Uh, we're basically just lifting right now. You know, well, we took these two uh, – it's just a day period for these two days right here. So we, we rushed them, but uh, we're going to be lifting. And I may bring uh, two or three at a time just to get some skill work. But uh, my focus right now is really to get stronger, you know, and, uh, you know, build that mental capacity up for, for the guys, you know, into our uh, upcoming run. Tell us about that, that dead period. You know, it's kind of new, something that really hadn't been done before. Uh, gives the kids a little bit of a break, gives the coaches a little bit of a break. What are, what are your thoughts as that's been put in here? Uh, it's just okay, you know. Get the kids a, a little designated break that they can have, you know, just just go relax and uh, not have to worry about anything. But uh, my kids been telling that the bitch just to get back in the gym. I'm like, man, y'all take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Coach, yeah. you guys are in a situation where, you know, you got a lot of them that play football. And I know that you've told me many times that, you know, you, you encourage that. You want them to play multiple sports. On those Friday nights, though, is it a little bit of a nervous time to see, you know, hey, your starter may be running the ball, maybe taking some hits. Like, I'm sure you're just holding your breath the whole time. Like, man, I don't want anybody to get hurt, man. Yes, yes, yes. And I, and I play a lot, and, and I do go to games, and, you know, I try to make sure, you know, that they're not being over. I mean, because a kid, a kid will never, if, even if they hurt, they want to be out there, you know. And uh, if sometimes it's, out, it's just coaches that have to be the smart and the cooler head. Like, look, man, you're not, you're not doing it right now. You know, you're kind of wobbly. I don't want you to take a big shot, you know. So, but our football coaches are great. You know, they're actually basketball guys that play it for me, so they know they know that what's what's at stake. So they kind of uh, so so they kind of just maintain and just kind of watch everybody. Very good, coach. Um, in terms of you know, let, let's talk about your children for a second. You got any of them that's still playing college ball out there, man? I know you had a bunch at one time. Or is anybody still out there? Well, nobody's playing college. Uh, Quinn right now is in Las Vegas uh, at a showcase. You know, he's trying to uh, – him and his agent kind of uh, work some stuff out. So he's, he's he's on that trail trying to get in the G League or go overseas somewhere. Awesome, man. That's got to make you awfully proud knowing that that's taking place. Man, look, Taylor and I were talking about this a couple Wednesdays ago, and I was asking him to give some of the great players that we've seen in recent days. And he, he listed Quentin as one of his guys, man, six seven, smooth, could play. So now to, to maybe have those opportunities, that's got to make you feel awfully proud, man. It does, you know, and, and I'm so proud of him. He works so hard. You know, uh, he's one of those that, you know, as at, at a young age, he never had, like, the publicity, but he just continues to work, and uh, I just admire his work ethic. Very good. Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay? All right, thank you all very much. Yep, that is Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellender Patriots doing some good work. Man, it's, it's awesome to hear. You know, Quentin Scott's having some opportunities to work out, and I know – you know, Ty Gordon has been having some opportunities to, you know, work out and try to get some work in, and it's crazy. The amount of talent that flows through this little bitty small radius here, um, it, it's crazy. And with Ellender now, 
Uh, Basketball-wise, you know, yeah, they did lose a, a great deal of talent, right? You know, you lose Borda and some of the other great seniors that they had. I'm telling you, this this Richard Hampton kid um, at the beginning of the season, right? Because it's a transition. You're coming from the northeast to south Louisiana, place you've never been, a school that, you know, you maybe don't even know exists before you get here. And that has all, the, you know, this basketball talent and everything. That's not an easy transition to make. And you could see early in the season, I don't want to say timid, but he wasn't timid. But he was trying to fit into that structure that they had out there at Ellender. And even from the first game or the first round of district to the second round of district, you could see that that confidence had started to grow. They played South Lafouche the first time. And yeah, he was a player in the game, right? You know, he was making an impact. But the second round of district, he was making a dominant impact and was like changing the game with the way that he was playing. So now that he's got an offseason and, you know, he's out there playing in that three-on-three and getting to know everybody locally better and making friends and getting more comfortable, he's going to have a huge year. Saw him at the three-on-three league. He was playing at an exceptionally high level. He is going to have a very, very big year for the Patriots. And I know that you know, Cornell says that he's excited about some of the younger kids that they've got. Um, they've always got young kids. Yeah, they've always got talent. That's the one school locally that you don't worry about the roster so much, right? Because you know they're going to have players. It's going to just be, you know, can they make it mesh? Can they make it work chemistry-wise? Can they put all the pieces together? And, hell, since Cornell's been there, they've been in position just about every season. So I don't see any reason why that would change anytime soon. And... You know, Stan and I have talked about this on the Saturday shows, and, you know, I guess I'll bring it up and mention it again here. I think this coming season is going to be a fun basketball season if we could first survive football, right? Because we do have a lot of teams that are relying heavily on basketball, you know, players on the football field. As Cornell was saying, a lot of his starters play football, whatever it may be. But I'm looking at Central Lafouche's making a big leap. I'm looking at, E.D. White at being solid. Thibodeau should be better. Terrebonne should be better. Bourgeois is going to take a, a, a giant leap forward. I think Vanderbilt is going to take a giant leap forward. There are a lot of teams in our area basketball-wise that are going to be much improved, and I think that it's going to lead to you know, some of those early season tournaments where our teams are going outside of the area and maybe not having a tremendous amount of success in recent years. Now we're going to see some of those teams locally go outside the area for those early season tournaments and maybe win two out of three or maybe win or go three and oh in the weekend or whatever it may be. I think our area is going to be better equipped to handle those challenges and our district play schedules are going to be so, so competitive. I cannot wait to see how that all shakes out. And then lastly to Cornell saying, you know, that his boy Quentin's trying to go on out and get some professional opportunities. We wish him the best of luck. He's a six, seven forward who played his collegiate ball or ended his collegiate ball over at Tulane. He also spent some time at Texas State. Kudos to Quentin on a good college career, and we wish him nothing but the best of luck as he continues to pursue his basketball endeavors beyond the collegiate level. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. When we get back, we're going to go to Brody Williams, South Lafouche High School basketball. We'll be chatting with Brody about all things going on over in Tarpon Land. It is Play by Play on KOLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break timeout. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Kind of a basketball-heavy show today, right? We got Cornell Scott in the last segment. We thank him for the time. We go to the phone lines now. We have Brody Williams of South Lafouche. Coach Brody, good afternoon, my friend. How are you, man? Doing well, Casey. How about y'all? We're doing fine, brother. Uh, It is a quiet time basketball-wise. You guys are finished your summer schedule, maybe just doing some lifting and some conditioning and maybe some individual work here and there. What's July look like for the Tarpon basketball program, brother? Right now, we, uh, you know, we, some of the kids, we give them the option to work out, uh, with Coach Gidry at school. He's the strength and conditioning coach. Um, he was on the air yesterday, I believe. And, uh, it's from one to three, three days a week. And, um, they have the option to do that. Some of the kids have, you know, memberships at the, at the gym. Uh, it's kind of different right now. You know, some years we work out, like, as a basketball team in July, but, uh, it's kind of tough right now. We don't have we have two different weight rooms at school. We have one, um, you know, near our basketball gym, and then we have one in the back football and stuff. So uh, they have the option to work out with Coach Gidry, or they could, uh, you know, if they have their own memberships at Peak and stuff like that. They can uh, they can attend that as well. I know from previous interviews with you, man, you said that by and large you were kind of happy with your summer. Not kind of happy, you were happy with your summer, but you weren't maybe happy with the effort the last time you guys got together. Since that time, you guys have maybe had some meetings or some workout sessions or whatever it may be. Has the mood and the mentality and the mindset been better since that that time where you had to lay into them? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think they're going to be excited going into the season. Uh it's tough, you know, in the summertime, you know, you see all their friends going through stuff and 
uh, they, they, you know, just to understand that it's a, it's a different level of commitment, especially, you know, for basketball, it's a, it's a weird time of the year, you know, especially people down here like to hunt and, and go do things like that, deer hunting and all, and, and it's during the holidays, and there's a lot of things that could pull you in different directions, but uh, I think just staying focused to, uh, you know, that you got you committed to something bigger than yourself, to the team. And uh, I, th- I think going into the season, they, their, their mentality is going to be okay. We actually got one more thing that we're going to do as a team this uh, this summer that I think is going to maybe, you know, help us understand the bigger picture. We're going to actually be working the Eric Thibodeau uh, tournament in Thibodeau as, as a team. We're going to go help referee, work in session, things like that. You know, hopefully make a day or two out of it, and and hopefully they can see the bigger picture that you know it's bigger than just themselves. And uh, being part of a team is very special, and uh, I think it's going to help us a, a lot going into the school year. Awesome! I didn't realize that was taking place, but that's really cool, man. Um, let's talk about this. We had Cornell on in the last segment of the show, and you know he was joking about how you know on on Friday nights during the fall he goes to the games, and you know he's enjoying the game but he's also kind of holding his breath because he doesn't want any of his starters to get injured or anything like that it's a little bit different for you you don't have that luxury of sitting up there and being a fan you're actually coaching but i'm sure you know you're keeping an extra you know you know an extra eye maybe on your basketball guys as well to make sure that they're okay throughout the course of the game so no absolutely because you know we've seen it already happen with some of the players you know a few years back i think Cindy bruce he, he had played football and he was a, a good receiver for us a few years back and I think one of the last games he got he got hurt and it's just unfortunate you know I I don't want to you know you don't want to tell the kids oh you know don't go hard and stuff like that but I mean I'd be lying if it wasn't in the back of my mind that some of the kids you don't want them to get injured but you can't you know in my opinion you can't think that way because they could get injured doing anything on the weekend riding the four-wheeler or you know kids are going to be kids and uh if, if you if you hold your breath and and hope that they don't get injured and you try to maybe sabotage a situation and to me that's not the way the way to do it I, I i'm glad they play multiple sports i think the guys who play football and and other sports you know it gets them stronger it gets them better on the basketball court so um but yeah I, I, it is kind of in the back of my mind or i'm thinking any coaches you know naturally be, you'd be thinking about that but uh i'm not gonna say it it's um uh, keeping me up at night just glad they're playing multiple sports and getting their experience in high school yeah i hear you brother look we've been doing a lot of reminiscing this week on play-by-play and i've been telling some stories about some crazy games that i've called and that i've seen and you know i asked coach bryce to tell some stories about some tarpon walks and everything and i asked cornell in the last segment to give us you know some of the more memorable games he's coached in so i'm gonna ask you you could either be a player or you could be a coach or assistant coach whatever you want to be what is the wildest environment that you remember being either part of tarpon football or tarpon basketball uh, for tarpon, for tarpon football, it, it would have been my uh, 2012 year, the year that Coach Gaines' first year we won the district championship. I was a junior in high school, and uh, it was the home playoff game when we played Ruston. We ended up losing, but just the atmosphere. I remember showing up to school, and then we, we like we went outside or something at like nine o'clock in the morning. People were already cooking, tailgating. I mean, it was like college game day. It was crazy to see and and then when we go out there we warm up it's i mean it's packed the home side's packed i'm sure you remember and then oh, the yeah. walk was just 
was just magical. It was it was dark and the band was playing. Everybody was pumped up. That, that's probably one of the most memorable times. And then another memorable time. Uh, I don't remember the exact opponent, but I believe it was my sophomore year. Oh, I do I do know the opponent. We were playing HL Bourgeois at HL Bourgeois. Uh, my sophomore year, I would have been Bruce Lee and all senior year, playing HL Bourgeois at HL Bourgeois, and it was down to the wire, tick, you know, tick for tag, and it was Trayvon Evans and one of their players going back and forth. We ended up coming out with the victory in the last few seconds of the game, and I remember it just it was packed both sides. It was a heated basketball rivalry. It was just a great atmosphere to be a part of, and. Uh, um, I'll, I'll never forget those. And Coach Colley, we always talk about that game. and uh, It was just awesome to be a part of. Yep, no doubt about that, brother. I remember both of those games very, very well. Um, before you start the next season, which is going to be, you know, you guys are going to start ramping up in you know, October, whatever it may be, um, what are some things that you're hoping to see? Because you're going to get some workouts in, you're going to get some individual work in before then. What are some things you're hoping to see to let you know, all right, we're ready to roll? Uh, I'm hoping to see that, you know, other players that may have not got some playing time last year start to develop not only physically but but mentally, understanding our system and understanding, you know, the, the plays and the scheme we're running. Or, you know, I, I would like to see us become uh, better, you know, maybe defensively or more defensively minded. You know, that's something that I want to stress and, and being hard-nosed and, and disciplined on defense. Because uh, we're gonna have a situation where we have we are gonna have to play guys that that didn't get a lot of minutes last year varsity, you know we we a little bit younger and uh, so those some of those guys gotta gotta prove to me and and step up and and show that you know they are ready for the varsity level and and I think they're gonna get there you know saw a lot of good things this summer, um, but it's gonna be hard to tell until we get in October those first few days. Of practice and, and we hit the ground running. Um, still at school, we won't we won't have a you know a gym and stuff. It's going to be tough to get in the gym regularly for four and ones or individual work, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing those younger guys step up and uh, play on the varsity level. How many basketball only guys do you have? Like right now, uh, how many of them you know, that are not playing football or they're not playing baseball that are just with you all? How many do you have? Hmm. Hold on. Let me think for a second. Uh, BJ Daniels is, is only basketball. Um, let me see. It's not many. A handful. Yeah. Maybe six, seven, eight. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, out of every, you know, every out of everybody out of the twenty-four, maybe ten. You know, out of, out of everybody, JV wise and, and, and varsity. So it's not. It's not very many. Um. You know, Jacob Curell, he plays football. Aiden Collins plays football. Nick Colvin plays football. Caden Jarvis plays football. Titan Alamo. All those guys, they play football. So, uh, which, I, which I said earlier, I, I think it's great. You know, get them stronger and stuff. But, yeah, it's not many just basketball guys. Okay, very interesting. Let's talk about football as we did have Bryce on yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, you guys played the line of scrimmage and how, you know, they were hoping that it could improve a little bit and get the kids bigger and stronger. And, you know, one of the things that B.J. Uh, Young has said throughout the offseason is, man, we got to be more physical. 
And I asked Bryce about that yesterday, and he said you guys have put in a lot of work over the summer in terms of getting that little bit of nastiness out of those kids. What have you been seeing, man? Whenever you guys are ready to put the pads on in a couple of weeks, are you guys going to be able to meet that level of physicality needed to win in 4A football? You know, as of right now, yeah, I think I think what Coach Gidger said was spot on. I think that we are getting uh, a little bit of that nastiness out of them, that physicality, you know, just constantly hammering it and preaching it. And, you know, we, we might say, you know, yeah, technique's great, and but there's sometimes where it just push comes to shove, you know, the first step or whatever. We could talk about that till we blew in the face, but sometimes it's just whoever wants it more, and that's kind of what we've been trying to – to push, you know, we're hitting the sled for 30 minutes straight. That last five minutes, their legs are tired. They're they're huffing and puffing. We're not taking a break. We're going to keep pushing the sled. And uh, I've definitely saw one one thing we and Coach Gidger were talking about the other day that was I, I thought was pretty impressive. Usually, you know, you have workouts and stuff, especially with the the big boys up front, the linemen. You're running guys. There's at least one or two have to sit off to the side because you know they're 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 out of breath or they're dizzy or whatever it might be. And the last, I'd say, four or five workouts, not a single person stepped off to the side or, or quit or, I mean, like they, they, they wanted, they, they pushed through it, even though you could tell they're, they're pain, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting through it. They, they don't, they don't quit, which I think is going to be a, a, a very big asset for, for this team. I mean, I, we might not be the biggest, strongest, fastest, most, you know, most talented maybe, but I think we're going to have great grit, heart, effort, attitude, and then we're going to play with some physicality, which I'm looking forward to. I was talking with Bryce about this yesterday, and I was complimenting you guys for your lineman suppers that you have. I think that that's great. I think that that's creating memories and things that the kids are going to remember, and then I think ultimately it spills over is that kids are going to see that that's happening and are going to want to be a part of that, and I think you guys are going to always have you know the majority of the athletes on campus playing football as long as you guys are making it fun like that Bryce gave you credit for the idea said that it was something you came up with talk about those you know those nights that you guys get the boys together and y'all have a lot of fun yeah and he, he gave me uh one thing I wanted to point out he gave me a lot of credit but don't let him fool you he, he was he was right there <laughs> with me he, he came up with it just as much as me so it wasn't like I did it did it all so uh but yeah it's uh it just creates a lot of memories, you know, like, I mean, I can remember games and, and stuff like that, but you really, like, I mean, just take me and Coach Gidry, for example, we were, you know, best of friends, we worked together, and we went through college together and stuff, but that, that friendship was formed through football and through things like, you know, going eat, you know, every Thursday night at Happy Gardens, that, that stuff we always, we still talk about to this day, we're almost 30 years old. Um, and they might not realize it, but, you know, the guys they're hanging out with, that's going to be their best men in their wedding. That's going to be their parents. That's going to be people that they, they're with the rest of their lives. And I think that creates just camaraderie. And if you know that the guy next to you has your back on a Friday night, I mean, and you just have that chemistry, I mean, that's stronger than talent, in my opinion. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're divided, you're not going to do much. And just that unity, especially we we do it linemen because me and Coach Gidry, of course, when we coached the line, we were linemen in school. The linemen need that special connection because they're like a group or a team within the team. They're their own unit. You know, they on the offensive line, you need five guys on the same page doing the same work with the same you know goal for it to work. And and 
we tell them all the time, games are won up front. If you can control the line of scrimmage, you're going to win 99% of the games. And uh, We were trying to build that camaraderie amongst them so that, you know, on a Friday night, they know they have each other's back. And I think by just doing something small like this and hanging out and trusting each other, I think that's uh, not only going to help us on Friday nights, but it's going to create a lifetime of, uh, of memories as well. Very well said. Look, man, people don't realize this about you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Actually, kind of a different question. You were a very good basketball player. You were a very good football player. You were also not a you know, not a bad pitcher at all. Do you ever look at what's happening baseball wise right now and say, "Damn, like I wish I could pitch," you know, in these playoff games, like everything that the kids are doing now? Because the program wasn't as successful then. Then, do you look at what the program's doing now and say, "Man, man, I was born a little bit too soon. If I were playing now, man, that would have been awesome." Yeah, well, even even back then, sometimes I wish I would have just, you know, because it is tough being a three-sport athlete. Some of them three-sport athletes, uh, you know, I admire how their work ethic. You know, Jacob Kiro, he plays three sports. Uh, hey, Hayden College plays three sports. Like, that's not easy. I remember going through school, playing three sports. It's tough because summer, you going, you basically going from the morning. You might get quick breaks in between just to eat, and you got, you know, basketball practice, and you got baseball games in the evening, and, um, I remember it being tough. That's why I ended up just playing two. But yeah, I, when I played baseball, I really enjoyed it. And to answer your question, I, I, I kind of regret it not being a three-sport athlete and, and continuing playing all three. Uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed my time at South. I enjoyed playing basketball, football. You know, uh, had great memories. But sometimes I wish I would have continued playing baseball and uh, you know see where that would have went and. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It just was a lot when I was playing. I just it was it was a lot to, to handle. So I, I look up to those. Uh, you know, I admire those three sport athletes. That's tough in high school. Very good. Thanks so much for the time, brother. We'll chat again soon. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Casey. Yep. That is Coach Brody Williams at South Lafouche High School. Look, that's a talented dude, bro. Because we're talking about you know the pitching and everything, and he was a good lineman and. I don't know what you call the position in basketball because he's about my height, but he would play in the post. He could go make a three every once in a while. I don't know what you call that position, but he's a damn good golfer too. Like he's, he's, he's a sneaky, very athletic son of a gun. And we certainly appreciate him coming on and spending some time with us throughout the uh, summer and leading into the next football and basketball seasons. Let's catch a break on play by play. When we get back, we're going to go to Dufran and have our buddy Taylor Griffin. The turtle will be on the line to chat with us about um, their rodeo that's coming up, and then we'll talk about some things going on in the world of sports. We're going to spend about 15, 20 minutes with Taylor Griffin in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. 
through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. It is Wednesday, so that means we're going to spend some time with our buddy Taylor Griffin, our broadcast partner on Tarpon basketball coverage here on Coastal Broadcasting. Taylor, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Hey, what's happening, Casey? We're doing all right, my man. Hope the same for you. Um, it is getting closer to the Dufresne Fishing Rodeo, and every Wednesday we have you on. You sound a little bit more excited because it's closer and closer to being here. Give us a rundown, man. We're getting awfully close to what's going to be a wonderful event for a wonderful cause. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're super excited about it. Everybody at New Friends is ready ready to uh, have a good old time. Uh, so we're looking at Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle, August 19th and 20th. Um, August 19th in the afternoon, we're going to start uh, opening the scales probably around 3 o'clock, close them around 8. Uh, 6 o'clock, the bags will fly for the cornhole tournament. Um, that we'll be having, same, same uh, routine as last year. And then scales will open Saturday morning bright and early and close around uh, 3 or 4, I believe it is. Um, lots of good, family-friendly fun, uh, good, happy environment to be in. There's going to be food. There's going to be live auction, silent auction, door prizes, the whole shebang. Um, kids category, adult category, um, inshore, offshore, and then all the adult categories will have those uh, gator coolers that we'll be giving away at different sizes for different um, third, uh, first, second, and third. It's uh, it's going to be a fun event, and the the two the two uh, beneficiaries of the uh, of the donations we got um, the center in Cutoff and the Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. We're uh, very proud that we could help those two. Uh, two things out and uh it's it's gonna be a fun time we we're ready to put the foot in fundraiser as we say very good look man people don't realize well i guess i guess you know, because this is such a community where so many people volunteer i think more people realize it here than maybe in other places but in years past it's not been easy to put on an event like this because there's been social distancing and covid and you know now ida stuff so, 
like it's been some challenges in recent years, but the work that has been done to allow you know these types of events to keep on happening, it's very impressive, man. Just talk about you know that 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 enthusiasm within Dufrin to want to give back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as long as the sky is blue and the grass is green, we gotta we gotta do two things. We're gonna try to sell wood and we're gonna try to help the community. And then once a year we have our big fishing rodeo, and that that's where we all put our nose to the ground and do work as hard as we can to help those in, in the most need. Yeah, very well said. Let, let's talk about some NBA stuff here, man. Last Wednesday, I was giving you a hard time. We were talking about Kevin Durant and. Look, dude, the more and more that this goes on, I truly believe that this is what's going to end up happening is they're going to continue to, you know, ask for a whole lot and then not get it. And I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to end up just starting the season with the Nets, man. You already seen Kyrie's team coming out saying, hey, we didn't actually, you know, demand the trade. We want to be in Brooklyn. Like, I don't know, man. I, I know we talked about this a little bit last last week and you thought that a move would get made before the season. I think they're going to start the season with Durant and Kyrie both in Brooklyn. Yeah, you uh, you may be on to something, Casey. It's it's hard to disagree with you uh, as the time drags on and more and more reports come out. Uh, I'm, I'm starting starting to get on your side here. Um, now I'm still going to firmly disagree with the trade to the Pelicans. I just <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them. But uh, yeah, I I kind of see the route you're going. Um, He'll probably just start the season in Brooklyn, and we'll see what happens. Now, I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as you know as Ben Simmons can be. I mean, I think Kevin Durant's going to lace him up and play, and we'll see what happens. And depending on their record, you know, come trade deadline, come All Star break, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how much he truly loves being in Brooklyn. But uh, you know, that's all going to depend on what Kyrie does. It's going to depend on what the rest of the team does and how what their record is at that point. Uh, it's a lot of a uh, a lot of pages to be flipped and untold stories to be heard, and we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm like you. It's the the longer this drags on, and the more things that that come out. It, yeah, he's probably just going to start the season in Brooklyn. Nothing crazy. You know what's crazy is it, they don't have a bad team. You know, Kyrie, Seth Curry, Durant, Ben right, Simmons, right. if he plays, Royce O'Neal, T.J. Warren, Joe Harris. Like they've got seven or eight dudes. Like I could see a world where. You know, maybe, I don't know, are they disgruntled with Steve Nash? Do they replace him? I don't know. But I could see a world where they do finally get everyone to buy in and then end up playing some pretty damn good basketball. Right, right. I mean, if you if you can handle living in New York, I mean, and you get to play in the Barclays Center, you get to play in those sweet white and black jerseys, you get to, you know, you're playing in a historic area where you know basketball is king and you're always going to have fans i mean it's yeah you're going to have some snow outside but in that building man it's on like ah it's a very attractive destination for an nba player looking to find a home so uh I, like you said who knows what it's going to take but if, if that team of those guys can jail then it could be a scary situation for the rest of the league so let's talk some high school that's the bread and butter of what we do here um Earlier in the week, I was telling a story about a crazy Patterson High School football game that I saw when Kenny Hilliard was a senior, and, you know, it's like a movie. You know, he comes in on defense, forces a fumble late in the game, then scores on the last play, a two-point conversion to win the game by one point, and, like, it was wild. The whole city of Patterson was there. It was wild. You and I have seen some stuff as broadcasters. You've seen some stuff as a player. You've seen some stuff as an assistant coach. What are some of the more memorable scenes that you have seen 
at the high school level, either as an announcer, as a player, or as a coach, what are some of the more memorable scenes that you have seen? Oh, man. Um, first of all, I'm going to start. I mean, everyone probably already knows this coming. It's probably all already on their brain. But, you know, as a, as a very young fan, I mean, one of, one of the, if not the wildest environment I have experienced was, Man, 1998, 1999, yeah. tank in, in, in Galliano when we're talking room only and TVs in the halls and cafeterias and people lining up and tailgating and playing cards outside to get into the gym. I mean, that was a, that was a special level that we may never see again. So I'm going to just go ahead and start with that being the wildest, loudest. I mean, I'm talking breaking the sound barrier environment on an alley-oop. I mean, it was, it was, that was something special. Um, I'll tell you, a wild, really wild atmosphere I played in was just would have been February of 2005. Uh, last game of the regular season. Don't look at the record to see if our season continued after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are playing at East St. John on their senior night, and it is Ryan Perlouse. Oh. So everybody already got their last glimpse of him in an East St. John football uniform. So now everyone in reserve and Laplace and the surrounding areas is getting their last home regular season look at him in a basketball uniform. And for those who may or may not remember, that dude could have also played high-level college basketball. He was that special, as well as baseball. Um, so uh, playing in that environment was really, really wild. They the fan, the stands were packed, and they had you know their traditional crew of man. I want to say it was about three people deep. There was there was probably thirty to forty people standing under the goal on one end of the floor, and Ryan Perlou got a breakaway dunk, uh, a breakaway dunk opportunity, and you know I tried my damnedest and just couldn't quite catch up to him to try to slap his arm and stop him from going up. So, you know, all I did was kind of give him a little two-hand push from behind, and he st- it was like trying to push a tree as he's rising up. And, you know, momentum carries me into that, that crowd of people waiting under the goal, and my, I heard some, some choice words about, <laughs> about not hurting their, their star, not hurting their king, and then I just – there was some other guys just pointing and laughing, like, ah, you ain't catching him, you ain't catching him. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those moments you'll never forget. That was quite the wild environment to play in. Um, that was uh, – I'll never forget it. And, you know, East St. John went on to win that game, and it was uh, – we learned some things, and, and we moved on, and we took a step forward preparing for the next, the next season. You know – one that I didn't even mention, but whenever you were saying wild environment and people near the court, you and I called a playoff game in the Edna Carr gym, which is about the size of this AM studio, which is oh, s- smaller yeah. than you know your average bedroom. And we were behind the entire Edna Carr band calling a game in a radio uh, broadcast from a small gym. I remember my ears are still ringing. That was kind of wild and rowdy, man. We, yeah, that was that was not a pleasant night for the ears, man. That was tough. You, you're absolutely right. I will, I will defend to the death anyone who asks me my opinion. The Edna Carr band is better than the Saint Og Marching One Hundred. They are, they, 
they they've got it, man. And the the fact that they had their band in a basketball gym for a first round, like what was it, number two versus number thirty one yeah. playoff game. <laughs> that place was packed. That place was loud. I man, I I didn't forget, but it just didn't click right now with you asking me that question. But I'm glad you brought it up. That was also a very very loud, memorable environment. Got got to be got to be the wildest one I've ever been a part of as an announcer. Turtle, you and I have been following sports really all of our lives, man. It's just part of what we do. And I, I was making the point yesterday is that as a proud graduate of LSU, I truly believe that right now with Kim Mulkey, with Jay Johnson, with Brian Kelly, with you know Coach McMahon on the men's basketball side of things, you look at the momentum that all those programs are having. Coach Mulkey got the number one player in the country committed to LSU right now. Jay Johnson on the baseball side has a recruiting class so good that baseball experts say if you break the class in half, it would be the number one and number two classes in the country. Brian Kelly's getting commitments left and right. You know, they've catapulted themselves. Coach McMahon had once had every single player in the program in the portal. He saved that class, got some guys in the portal. LSU should be competitive. Taylor, is this the best coaching staff athletic department wide that LSU's had in our lifetimes? Because I think so. I really think that right now there's more momentum in that department than we have seen in a long, long time. Yes. Um, as far as excitement and as far as hype and as far as expectations, yes, I absolutely 100% agree with you. We shall see what the results bring after their respective seasons. But, yeah, the level of excitement, I cannot wait to see what – all across the board, what LSU sports does. And, yeah, I mean, just just thinking back to, you know, really memorable LSU basketball seasons. You know, the men's team goes to the Final Four. Football team was, eh, yeah, they were okay. It's not like they both, you know, made it to the end, you know, with, with these fantastic seasons in the same year. So there was excitement. There was there was this and that, but you know you had you always had the people complaining about less miles. You always you had the people complaining about well, what's John Brady going to do after Tyrus Thomas leaves? And you know as far as consistent excitement and consistent hype and yet I mean yet to be seen production. Yeah, I think I think you are correct. You know, football has these fantastic years. The basketball program's kind of meh. The women's basketball's kind of meh. You know, they're all right. Baseball is a coin flip every year of top five team in the nation or top five disappointment in the nation. But this year, like you said, this has to be the most exciting coaching staff all the way across the board. And I, I hope the results prove, prove us to be right here. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, look, SummerSlam is 17 days away. We've got a main event, which is the last man standing match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. you got Liv Morgan against Rousey, the Usos against the Street Profits. Lashley against Theory, Pat McAfee against Happy Corbin. Those are the only matches announced so far. Are you excited about this, man? Because, I mean, I, I'll be watching it, but it just feels like like SummerSlam is supposed to be the summer version of WrestleMania, right? Like, there's not a whole lot of flash. It's a main event match that we've seen a million times before. Like, I feel like they're going to have to bring a little extra juice in the next 17 days to get fans really, really fired up about this. Yeah, yeah, as far as uh, pre-event hype, they, they better wake up and think of something, unless unless it's already planned in some post-event hype, unless maybe there's a major heel turn no one sees coming. Maybe, 
you know, when you got Lashley versus Theory, I mean, <laughs> pardon me, in theory, Lashley should <laughs> squash him, and uh, it should be no contest here. But you know what? Who's going to come out and screw over Lashley to to help Theory win? You know, that's what what kind of major turn are we expecting here? Um, as far as Reigns and uh, and Lesnar again, again. You know, last man standing is always cool. I mean, we hadn't seen one of those in a while, so we'll see how that plays out. Now they'll be forced to have a long match and not just the spear versus spear, you know, finisher versus finisher contest. So hopefully, you know, they get creative, move around the arena, go through some tables, go through some kind of structure. That that keeps it interesting. If it was just a regular match or a no DQ, I would not be as excited. But I will tell you this. Number one exciting match for me on the card that night, Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Look, Corbin is a clown. He's a character. He's he's doing what's asked for him. And no matter, you know, face or heel, you know, serious or not serious, the dude's money. He, he's an attraction. He's he's working to get reactions, and that's what that business is about. Uh, Pat McAfee is still an extremely athletic, impressive specimen, and I love watching him work a couple times a year that he does. I am most excited about that one. I don't know if you're aware of the backstory, but when, when McAfee played for the Colts, his roommate was Corbin. They they roomed together. So, like, they're already good buds. They're going to let one another beat the hell out of one Like, this is going to be a very physical and intense match. They, they are going to be selling their butts off with good reason because, yes, I agree, they're, they're good. They're going to earn those sales. They're going to earn those shots. They're they're going to be beating the dog out of each other. I, I agree with you. This this is perfect. You got two former NFL guys that could take some real pain. They're going to put on a show. This is going to be awesome. And I mean, they're both extremely athletic for their size. Man, I I can't wait. I am most excited about that match on SummerSlam than anything else. You know, I love McAfee and his work. The only downside to that, Taylor, is that now that he's with WWE and is a color broadcaster. You're now the second most athletic color commentator in the business, man. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I uh not going to disagree with that one. Not going to disagree with that one. But uh yeah, in all, in all seriousness, man, this is this is going to be some fun. I, I can't wait for SummerSlam for that reason. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next Wednesday, okay, pal? <laughs> all right, man. Y'all have a good one. And as always, go Tarps. And God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing a good job, as always. We like giving him a hard time. But, hey, man, he he provides us with some good stuff. I love his insight. He's a good storyteller. I love hearing him talk about that scene at East St. John. And, like, that's a story I've never heard before, so that was interesting to me. Let's catch a break. We've got our mailbag whenever we get out of this break. I'll get your questions answered. i got a loaded bag full of things that you guys want to hear. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. 
Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Oh, we've had three good ones today. I want to thank Cornell Scott. I want to thank uh, Brody Williams. And I want to thank Taylor Griffin for their time throughout the course of the show. It's play-by-play here on KOLEB. We go to our mailbag now. If you've got a mailbag question for us in the future... I'm at Casey underscore Just Claire on Twitter. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter. I'm Just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Uh, if you got my cell number, shoot me a text with the question. Find me on Messenger. Whatever you got to do to figure out how to get the question to me, please feel free to do so. And the first question that I have today comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who do you think is going to win the Open Championship this week over at St. Andrews? Whew, is that not the million-dollar question? That's going to be a tough one to figure out because the course there has the potential to change so drastically from day to day, from second to second, depending on the wind and the rain. And like They're going to score, and they're going to score a lot if the weather is calm, the conditions are okay. If the wind starts blowing and if it starts raining and everything of the sort, that place is going to become brutally tough. And I look at a guy like Kepka, who could handle Kepka hasn't played well coming in, so I'm a little nervous to even throw him out there. But Kepka, you know, handles those wild conditions. A guy like McElroy just hits it so damn far, it's hard to go against him. I like a Justin Thomas. Um Finau is a guy that I like. Uh let's see, maybe give you a sleeper or two. Oh, it's, it's hard to go against Scheffler. That's not a sleeper, but Scheffler's in good position. Um, I think Tiger's going to play. I don't think Tiger's going to win, but I think Tiger's going to play well. He knows this course so well, and it's not a course that you have to hit the ball 400 yards on, so I think he's going to actually play pretty well. Um, tell with it. I'm going to go Sam Burns. I think Sam Burns is going to make it happen. He's been so close so many times. I think Sam Burns is going to finally break the ice and make it happen. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, 
Will a Kyrie for Russell Westbrook trade ever get done? We talked about this with Taylor a little bit in the last segment of the show. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Nets are going to run back their roster with what they have for a couple of reasons. A, I think it's just the best move for them. Like, they're not bad. You got Kyrie, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, Joe Harris. Like, you've got seven or eight legitimate NBA-level dudes that could all play at a very high level. I don't know what the rush is to tear this thing apart. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is that, okay, let's let's focus specifically on the Kyrie and Russell Westbrook thing. The Lakers don't have assets. Every day it, it blows my mind on Twitter, and it actually makes me angry, to be honest with you, to see on Twitter these reports, but it's all BS clickbait. You see these reports of a national reporter, oh, the Lakers have had internal conversations about this player. Or the Lakers have had preliminary discussions about that player. Internal conversations and preliminary discussions just mean, A, they've talked about it in the meeting. Hey, would we like to have that guy? Yes. And then internal discussions is that they picked up the phone and said, hey, is this player available? Yes. It doesn't mean that they have the package of assets available to them to actually make it happen. The Lakers don't have assets assets to make trades like this. No one wants Russell Westbrook in a trade. They don't have first-round picks to entice anyone into taking Russell Westbrook or whatever it may be. They don't have young players. No one wants Taylor Horton Tucker. No one. So the only possible way that they can make a deal like this is if they were to go out and trade like Anthony Davis in one of these deals. And I don't think that that's happening. I don't see that happening. So this idea that the Lakers are going to do this and they're going to do like every day we see, oh, the Lakers have, you know, ideas to get both Durant and Kyrie. They're going to do this. They're going to, no, they're not. They don't have assets available to them to be flexible enough to make these big high leverage trades. It's not happening. So I don't see Kyrie going to the Lakers for us. And as we talked about with Taylor earlier in the show, I don't see the Nets trading Kevin Durant at all because how do you justify it? Rudy Gobert got traded for four first-round picks. Rudy Gobert is a good player, I guess. Not a great player by any stretch of the imagination. Kevin Durant impacts the game twice as much as Gobert does, so who's going to trade eight first-round picks? Then we saw the offer from Minnesota. that The Nets wanted... Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and four first-round picks for Kevin Durant. Who's going to be willing to give up that much stuff? And then on the flip side to that is if you do give up that much stuff, here's the kicker. Kevin Durant's not going to want to play there anymore because he wants to go to a title-ready situation. So if you gut your whole roster and get him and then he's on an island by himself playing somewhere, he's not going to want that. And at 34 years old, frankly, nor should he want that. So, yeah, I, I don't see any of these these big trades happening. I think that the NBA offseason has slowed down, and I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to speed up anytime soon. Question number three comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, what will the Pelicans do in the rest of the NBA free agency period? I, I, I Look, I don't mean this as a Pelican slight. I'm not talking down to the Pelicans. I know I have a reputation for being hard on New Orleans. 
I don't think they're going to do anything the rest of free agency. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that they're just content with the roster that they have right now. <laughs> Let's be honest. Their free agent addition was adding Zion Williamson back to the roster and getting him signed and getting him refocused. That's the thing that they've been focused most on doing. They've got McCollum. They've got Ingram. They've got Herb Jones, Zion, Jonas Valanciunas, Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Jackson Hayes, Larry Nance. You get Dyson Daniels in the draft. I don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Maybe get a veteran player for the minimum. Maybe. Other than that, I think their roster is set, and I think they're going to just go to battle with what they have and see, you know, may the chips fall where they may. Uh, because, look, they don't have the space to go and sign a big, you know, $10, $15, 20000000 million a year type guy. So all that's available to them are the veterans' minimum pieces that are going to be left right before training camp starts. So they may get a veteran or two here and there, but by and large, what you see right now on the roster is what you're going to get. Casey, a listener wants to know, question four, which LSU sports team will have the best season in the 2022-2023 academic year? It's not going to be men's basketball because they're still rebuilding. I'm torn between two. I think football is going to have a great year, but I don't think they'll win the national championship. So I'm torn between two. I'm going to say baseball because I think that they're going to go to Omaha this coming season and maybe make some noise while there. Let me tell you something. Women's basketball is going to be really good too. <laughs> Kim Mulkey and then made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament with just a roster full of players she inherited. She's starting to hit the portal. She's starting to get some girls in that she wants in that program. They've got some vibe and some confidence, and they're recruiting very well. LSU women's basketball is going to be in the top 10 this year. They were in the top 20 last year. They're going to be in the top 10 this year. And you figure, okay, let's do the math. Omaha means you're in the top eight in the country. And I think LSU is going to Omaha. Do I think women's basketball is going to make it to the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament? I kind of do. So it's going to be really close. I'm going to say baseball, but I think baseball has a legitimate chance to win the national championship, and I don't think women's basketball is all the way there yet. Hot dog, it's going to be really close. I think both of those programs are going to be very, very close. I think football is going to be a 9-3, and 10-2 and two type team. Men's basketball is going to be a 19-13 and 13 type of team on the fringe, maybe on the bubble of the NCAA tournament. So I'll go baseball, but I think it's going to be exciting all the way around. Question five, Casey, what's the best, listen to that, where did this question come from? What's the best sunflower seed flavor? I've got one. <laughs> I'm glad you asked the question. Old Bay, uh, Biggs is the brand, Biggs Old Bay. It tastes like you're eating boiled crawfish of uh, sunflower seed. It's got that crab boil flavor to it. It's got a little bit of kick. If you eat too many of them, it's going to eat your mouth raw now, so you got to be careful about that part of it. Um, but, yeah, Old Bay, Biggs, is, it would be my answer. If you're looking for a more traditional flavor, I'm a ranch guy. Hell, I don't mind just the regular old salted original either. Those ain't bad either. I'm not going to pass up sunflower seeds any which way. Another food question here. Casey, you coached Biddy for many years. When at the Cutoff Youth Center, what slushy flavor do you, do you like most? First off, from what I understand, they don't have a slushy machine anymore, which is which is a crime against humanity. That, that should not be happening. So that's the first thing. 
But when there was the old school machine, look, I'll tell you a little pro tip. I don't want any juice at all. I just want the ice without anything. Because look, people don't realize this. The ice itself comes with a little sugar flavor. It's like a little coconutish flavor. Just the unflavored, unsweetened ice is really good. That's a little pro tip here. A lot of people don't know about that. I got put on this by Coach Damon and the folks there over at Betty. You think that that's just regular plain water in that cup? No, there's a little syrup that comes in that ice originally. So just plain Jane, unsweetened ice is the kicker, and that's the ticket. That's the best slushy in the business right there. Last question, and then we'll wrap up. Um, Casey, how good will our Cowboys be in the upcoming year? They're going to be as good as Dak Prescott allows them to be, if that makes any sense at all. Um, was Look, when Dak plays well, the Cowboys are tough to beat. When he doesn't play well, they're, they're not good. He's got to be consistent. He's got to be more accurate. He's got to be a better weapon on third down. He's got to be better every week. Not was Look, Dak either goes for 500 yards and five touchdowns or he goes for 130 yards and three interceptions. We've got to see more just solid games, 270 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Just more consistent, solid play. If he does that, Dallas has a great roster. But if not, they're going to be hamstrung at the top. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll very quickly get our betting picks here to wrap up the show on KLEB. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. Winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
You know WeatherBug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here wrapping up today's show. Let's comb through the sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Different building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Three picks, and then we'll get out of here. The first one today comes from the world of MLB. It's a 245 first pitch between the Giants and the Diamondbacks. I like the Giants to cover the minus 125 money line. The Giants crushed them yesterday with Dallas Keuchel on the mound. Dallas Keuchel's awful, needs to retire. Uh, today, it's a bullpen game for San Francisco. John Brebbia will be throwing an inning or two to start it against Zach Gallen, who's actually pretty good. But I just like the Giants' roster build better than I do Arizona. They've got a better team. Their bullpen should be capable of covering the nine innings, no problem. Give me San Francisco to win in that one today. Over in the Bronx, I want the Yankees. Not necessarily want. One is maybe a strong word, but I'm not a huge Yankee fan. <laughs> I am picking the Yankees today to win and cover the run line, minus a run and a half against the Reds. They're facing Mike Mike Miner in the Bronx. Mike Miner is not going to be capable of keeping the ball in the yard against New York. The Yankees are going to hit a bunch of home runs. Miner's given up 12 home runs in 38 innings. That's a ton. The Yankees are going to hit a bunch of home runs. Lou Severino is not going to give up a whole lot. The Yankees are going to hammer the Reds. If you want to get a little more risque here, I'll even take the Yankees minus two and a half runs. I think they'll win by three or more, take care of business against the Reds. Because, look, you chase Miner out of the game, the Reds' bullpen is, is a train wreck, so you know the next pitcher is going to be just as bad. So give me the Yankees to take care of business today in that one. The last one, and then we'll wrap up. I like the Phillies today to beat the Toronto Blue Jays with Zach Wheeler on the mound. Wheeler is 8-4 with a 2.46 ERA. He has been tremendous this season in 95 innings. The Phillies come into the game with a 46-42 and record. The Blue Jays will be breaking in a new manager. They actually fired their manager this morning. So I like the Phillies to take care of business in this one, go on the road, and get a win against Toronto. Thanks to everybody for listening. This is Casey Jisclair wrapping up today's show. We want to thank uh, Brody Williams, Cornell Scott, and Taylor Griffin for their time. Tomorrow, Thursday, we'll get our Mount Rushmore for Thibodeau High School, and we'll continue to break down and recap and preview all the amazing things that are happening in our local high school sports scene. We've got two more shows to go in the week. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Casey Jiskler wrapping up. Have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.